Hi, good girlies. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Girl Pod. My name's Jules. I'm your host. Thank you for joining another episode. I'm so happy you're here. Today, I'm going to be talking about why you're having bad sex and how to stop. to cover this episode based off of my own sexual history and my own journey and my sex life as an adult. I grew up in a really Christian conservative household. I never had the sex talk. I didn't even have a period talk and I actually did wait a while to lose my virginity. I lost my virginity when I was like 19 to my boyfriend at the time. So it was definitely like a safe experience. It was with somebody I trusted and it was like a mutual thing. I never had an idea of like what sex was supposed to feel like, what it was supposed to be like, and what I was really supposed to do. For me, it was something that I measured by being good or bad at it, or how many times I had it, how often I had it. It was something that I definitely like quantified. It wasn't really an experience that I tried to explore. It was more just something that I either had or didn't have. And honestly, for the majority of my sex life, I felt very inexperienced experienced. I didn't feel like I really knew what I was doing. I was like, oh my God, am I even good in bed? I would ask guys if they thought I was good in bed. I would take feedback very readily. I was definitely very much focused on the male experience and male pleasure. And if the person I was with was having fun and if they would want to sleep with me again, if they had enough fun and if they were hot enough, like it was definitely not based in my experience at all. It was something that I just didn't really think about. I kind of put that on the very back burner. I was also with men who were selfish in bed. I didn't sleep with a guy who was like less selfish than the average man until about a few years ago. So for me, I never really experienced having someone care about my pleasure or even if they did, it wasn't something that I knew enough about to give them proper direction. I didn't really know what to ask for. And honestly, with my ex, since he was very insecure if I wanted to try new things or like wear lingerie or do something that I was really excited about he was not really down with that um he was so distrusting of me that he would think like oh did you do this for someone else did someone else teach you this our sex was definitely tainted by all the other issues we were experiencing in our relationship so I didn't really get the chance to focus on myself and my experience until much later in my adult life and it really came about because I started sleeping with a guy who was better at sex than the average man and kind of showed me how to ask for things and how to care about my own experience, which I hate to give that credit to a man, but it's true. Based on the conversations I've had with most women, they have the same experience. They don't have good sex until they fuck a guy who is good at sex or it takes them years to understand what sex is really supposed to feel like and that you're supposed to be really having fun the whole time and like you should be asking for things just as much as your partner is and it is your responsibility to take control of your own experience and create something that is pleasurable for you the entire time. I definitely get that because that was my experience too and I think growing up sex wasn't talked about enough with me and in the conversations that I was in. If sex was being talked about, 
how it was just all about the guys that we were sleeping with. And whenever like my girlfriends and I would like talk about sex, it was like, oh, like what did you guys do? Like what positions did you try? Like was he like good? Were you good? Like what, you know, it was like so heavily performance based. And if you feel like you're not that good in bed, you want to learn how to be good in bed, how to dirty talk, how to give head the right way. Like there's so many things that we just feel insecure about in terms of what we're providing to the person that we're with that we don't even really take time to look at ourselves and our own experience and what we're feeling and what we want you know a big part of that is because as women I think shame is integrated in our sexual experience at a really young age we're taught that we have to wait until marriage to have sex and we should only be having sex with very few people and if your body count is too high people are not going to want to be with you and if you want to be a high value woman you can't have sex with a lot of men because someone isn't going to want to be with you later on and it's not about what you are actually experiencing when you're there in the moment. Honestly, I don't agree that having sex lessens your value as a woman. I don't think you have to have like two bodies to be a high value woman. I think you lessen your value when you interact with people who don't value you and when you are willing to compromise on things that you shouldn't compromise on and when you're willing to settle for less and when you sleep with people who don't really care about you. The reason why I say that that lessens your value is because it lessens your personal value internally. It lessens how you think about yourself, how much you respect yourself, and in turn, that reflects on how you carry yourself. Honestly, being like a high-value woman, like everyone is saying now, is in your own best interest, but it's something that is very personal and it's very internal, and only you can understand what that really means for you. I know for me personally, when I've been like in casual situations and I've had like a fuck buddy or a situationship, it's created this very interesting dynamic where I feel like the relationship isn't that serious, right? So I'll let a lot of things slip slide because I'm like well he's not my boyfriend like why am I going to talk to him about that like what is he going to do change for me like we're not even committed we're not together but because I'm not a fan of the treatment or the behavior or what the other person may be doing outside of our agreement it lessens my personal self-respect it makes me feel a certain way because I am accepting something that if I was in a committed relationship I wouldn't want to accept so I'm still taking something that I shouldn't be taking you know I'm still accepting less and And I think that takes a toll on you if it's something that is repeated. And if you're struggling with like having casual sex and then getting ghosted or trying to date guys and then giving them casual sex because you think they don't want commitment and hoping that they'll settle down with you, you're just giving away all of your values that you hold as a person and all the things that you actually want in exchange for hoping that because you provide this other person with what they want they will eventually do the same for you and honestly if you are still young and you're still a virgin or if you like if you lost your virginity too early or too late there's always a problem with something that you're doing when it comes to sex and there's always so many labels whether people label you as a slut or a prude there's so many things on the spectrum that people think they can tack onto you because of your sexual experience and because of how they perceive you and we're also kind of told to be smaller and be quiet and not be too sexy and not be too hot and cover your shoulders and cover this cover that and we excuse so much of like male behavior because oh boys will be boys and men are just men and like what are you gonna do but like you know if you don't want to get taken advantage of and you don't want to tempt the wrong person you should be modest you should do this you should and it's everything is like placed on us and there's so much like 
shame and there's so much control that goes into our sexual experience like we are sexual beings i think women who are really not afraid of their sex appeal and their beauty are really fucking powerful women and that's something that i'm learning how to tap into right now and something that i'm going to continue to cover on the show that's why i want to talk about seduction i want to talk about weaponizing your beauty because it's something that we need to learn how to do to not only just like attract the men that we want or the relationship that we want but attract careers and opportunities and finances and this whole world that is at our fingertips if we just stepped into our power. I believe that the first place to step into your power is to take control of your experience in the bedroom. So I don't care if you're single or married or in a relationship or whatever. All of this advice that I'm going to say in this episode applies to you because you are having a sexual experience. You have a sex life. It is a part of you whether you're engaging with it or not and it's something that you should learn how to tap into and take advantage of. Your first step to discovering who you are sexually and your sexual identity, persona, what really makes you have pleasure and be excited and playful is understanding that sex isn't something you have. It's a place that you go. And this is a line from Esther Perel. She says this in her books, in her talks. So if you look her up and you consume her content, you're going to hear this multiple times. And I think it's such a beautiful statement because it's so true. And I first heard this when I read her book, Mating in Captivity, and I was absolutely mind blown. I was like, holy shit. I've never thought about it that way. For me, sex has literally just been an act. It's been something that I've been there for, that I have wanted, that I've, you know, craved, I've been turned on, whatever. But I never thought of it as a place that I went. It was just something that I did. And a lot of times when I'm having sex, I have a lot of trouble being present. I have a really short attention span. This sounds shitty, but it's true. I have a really short attention span. So sometimes I get bored during sex and I need a lot of like stimulation all the time to stay focused on what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm just like bored and over it. God, my ADHD is showing. But it's it's really true. So for me, I never thought about like being that present that I was literally going somewhere else during sex. So I was like, okay, I really want to try this. Honestly, I think what has kept me from being so present while I'm having sex is because I'm not concerned about myself at all. I'm actually very concerned about how I look. Oh my God. If I am in that position, are my rolls showing? Like, does my body still look good? Does my face look weird? Do I have a double chin right now? Am I breathing too heavily? Should I be talking? Oh my God. Maybe I'm talking too much. You see what I mean i know you girls can relate because i know all of us have been there and i'm a classic overthinker so when i'm having sex a lot of times i was overthinking everything and then it takes away from your pleasure you're not as wet anymore you literally dry up because you're thinking so much about what you look like and if the other person is still enjoying you and then if someone's like talking dirty to you or like fuck like do you do you mean that are you just saying that to like turn me on more like it's just the thoughts go crazy when you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself and you're in a place where you're playful and you want to experience pleasure, the sex is going to be good because that's what sex is supposed to be. It's literally just supposed to be a place where you're both experiencing pleasure, you're having fun, you're playful. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you're having casual sex, like do any of those words come to mind? Like if you're just like hooking up with a guy in a one night stand, like odds are you're not really thinking like playful, pleasure, let's try something new because you don't know the person, right? And I think sex is something that is super important and the people that you have sex with will affect you because it's such a strong exchange of energy and it's it's such an intimate exchange of energy. With 
all the sex talk I do, I always push you guys to find someone that you're actually comfortable with, that you actually trust to have sex with. Because if you're just like out here, it's cool, whatever. But I feel like the times that I've done that, I didn't really feel that good about myself. I wasn't having that much fun. And a lot of times I would walk away and I'd be like, oh, like I added a body for that. It's so much more fun when you like kind of have feelings and you really like the person and it's another place for you guys to explore your relationship instead of just being something that you do or don't do. You see what I mean? Now, casual relationships are the norm and more people are in casual relationships than they are in something serious. So casual sex is like very, very, very normalized and is practiced a lot, which there's nothing really wrong with it. I just don't think that it really enhances the point of experiencing something outside of just the act. Do you know what I mean? Every time I was like having sex with someone, these would be like all the thoughts that would come into my head and it was very hard for me to like focus and be present and think and figure out if I was enjoying myself or not or to even let go enough to enjoy myself. I'm the type of person that feels very comfortable when I feel useful. So if I feel like I'm solving your problems and I'm there for you enough and I'm literally useful to you, I feel a lot more comfortable asking for things or even being in the same room as you because I'm like, well, I'm providing value on on some level. I'm in therapy. I am working on that. But that has directly affected my sex life because I'm so much more comfortable giving than receiving. I'm so okay with like just worrying about someone else's experience other than my own and walking away and being satisfied because they seem like they had a good time with me. I am really working my way out of that. I've come so far, but a big part of unlocking that side of me was realizing that I could go somewhere during sex. So it's basically like an alter ego that you can access by literally like, guys, I wish I could explain this better, but it's like you go to a different part of your brain and you access a different part of yourself. There's also like a sexual persona, a sexual energy that every single person has that is very different from their day-to-day energy and who they are in the real regular world. So I'm going to give you an example. For me, I'm very dominant in the real world. I'm very like type A. I like to make decisions. I like to be in control. I like to get things done. So that's kind of like I'm always on. If I could really describe myself in a sentence, it would be that I'm always on. I don't really turn off. And in bed, I'm like the complete opposite. I'm very submissive. I like things to be done for me or decisions to be made for me because that isn't something that I practice in my real life. It could be something that either you want to be like in your real life, but you're just scared to, or just a place that you have more fun because it's like your playful side. And it's just this different energy that you can turn on and turn off when you really want to have fun and experience pleasure and be playful. It doesn't always have to be the opposite of who you are in real life, but for me it is. And for most people, it is the opposite. And if you're struggling to access that, it's just because you have to understand like certain things about your childhood, honestly, and why you're so uncomfortable receiving or whatever the problem may be to really access that side of you. I'm going to give you guys some like questions you can ask yourself, some hints to really discover who this persona is and what your sexual energy is like. Something to think about when you're trying to access this is where do you feel the most playful and where do you feel the most free? So this can be a place, an action, a feeling. Maybe there's been like a situation that you've been in where you felt really playful and really free, but really, really think about it and isolate those moments, those places, maybe even those people and understand what led up to you feeling so playful and so free because that is what's going to trigger you being able to access that when you're having sex. And trust me, when you go there, like you're not going to be nervous, you're not going to be scared, you're not going to be 
so shy because I think for me, I remember before I was really good at dirty talk, I was so scared of it because I felt so awkward and I was like, oh my God, what if my voice sounds weird? What if I'm not saying the right things? I was so nervous that it would come out that way, you know, and I didn't know how to be confident because everyone is just like, just be confident. If you're confident, anything sounds good. When you don't feel experienced, it's kind of hard to fake that. So once I really started practicing, like literally going somewhere else during sex, it really helped me in every single other aspect. I didn't feel nervous. I wasn't like overthinking the positions I was in. I wasn't overthinking my dirty talk. I really just felt so free and I did whatever felt right in that moment. And I'm telling you guys, the sex was so good. Trust me, this will really change your sex life. I promise. Thinking about where you go and what parts of yourself you connect with when you go there, like you can do that when you're not having sex. You can do that before you go to sleep or as you move throughout your day. When I was trying to unlock like traveling to that different place in my brain, I did it a lot during the daytime. Like I would just think about it all the time and I would close my eyes, try to imagine something. I would try to pinpoint people, places, things, moments where I really felt that way. And I really made an effort to connect with that part of myself because you have to. And it took me several times before I I finally did it, but I literally like close my eyes and go somewhere else. But I'm only able to do that because I practice it. Another big part of accessing this part of you, of harnessing your sexual power and energy is unlocking your eroticism. So eroticism is a literal life force. It's not something that you can narrow down to a specific action. I know that we associate eroticism with sex. That is just a channel to quantify it by. It's not what it means. Eroticism is like a life force. It is who you are. It drives so many parts of you. It drives your creativity, your attractiveness to other people, how you attract things into your life even for me personally life seems so hard sometimes you know and it seems like it's a rat race and I have to be ahead of the person next to me. I have to make this amount of money by 25. I have to be a millionaire by 30. And there's so many milestones that we want to hit at young ages. We feel so much pressure. We're always comparing ourselves. And that's not what life was supposed to be like. Life is really supposed to be pleasurable and enjoyable. And you're supposed to have hobbies and things that you do that make you feel alive. And this is another thing that Esther Perel says a lot is like the difference between just living and surviving and staying alive versus like being alive and being in a state of being where you're present and you're enjoying your life and everything is like sensual and pleasurable to you. And I'm a Taurus. I'm an earth sign. So for earth signs, that's a really big part of our experience. We like things to be pretty and sensual and slow and erotic. And it's such a beautiful way to live. I'm really working on that. I can't say I live that way right now at all all at the fuck all I'm definitely also stuck in that rat race mentality but I'm realizing life is really meant to be enjoyed and eroticism isn't supposed to just be something that makes you have better sex it's supposed to also make you have a better life and part of unlocking your eroticism and understanding the erotic side of yourself is asking yourself how do you reinvent yourself how do you reimagine yourself when you want to change your style or your hair or you go shopping or you're in the gym when you want to transform into something new? How do you do that? What inspires you? What drives you to do that? And what type of image do you see when you're trying to reinvent yourself? These are all creative parts of us because we are capable to create and recreate whatever we want within our own bodies, our personalities, and the way we interact with other people. And I think it takes a very high level of confidence to look at your life, look at yourself and be like, 
it's time for some reinvention. It's time for a little bit of chaos. I want to become something better. I want to become something else. And that doesn't mean you have to be discontent with where you're at. It just means you're playful and you're creative and you want to make your life something that is a literal creative project. This comes from a deep place of confidence and understanding that you have the power to ask for things. You have the power to create an experience that you genuinely love, no matter whether that's in bed or outside of bed. It applies to every single part of your life. But I really want to encourage you guys to understand that sex is so much more than something that you're just having. I think it's so important to access a new part of yourself and to really harness and unleash your sexual energy and not be so afraid of it. Honestly, it's so much deeper than we think it is, than we're taught. And I'm so happy that there's so much more emphasis on the female experience now and we are encouraged to explore what we really like, what we don't like, and taking control of our personal experience. Like I always encourage women to do that. I think you should figure out what kind of porn you like. You should masturbate. You should know what really makes you feel the most pleasure and not feel any sort of shame to that. The shame that is instilled in us at early ages or that we might have felt at some point in our life, maybe from a man that we dated or our family or the media. None of that really matters. All that matters is that you're there and you're having fun and you're experiencing your life to the fullest, whatever that means for you. I really encourage all of you to get out there and start having better sex. If you have somebody that you're sleeping with right now, try out what I said in this episode and let me know how it went because I'm very interested. For me, it did take a few times to kind of like master it. And even now I still have moments where I'll get distracted or I'll like think about something else. And like my attention span is so short, but it really has helped me be so much more comfortable with myself and my body during sex and like really just feel everything and create such a pleasurable experience instead of being so worried about what I look like, what I'm doing and what I sound like. Like none of that is something that you should ever worry about. You should just be worried about how you're feeling and how much fun you're having. Sex is supposed to be fun, guys. Like it's not supposed to be a chore or a duty or something that you're good or bad at or something that you're trying to get good at. Like it's just supposed to be an experience that you genuinely have fun in. Keep that in mind as you go out there and have the sex I'm not having. I'm actually celibate right now. This is so ironic. I'm really transitioning to making Good Girl like a sex and seduction podcast because I think we really need to learn how to harness those powers for sure. And I'm like celibate as fuck. But I I do believe that sexual energy is the main attraction for everything in life. It's what attracts other people to you, whether they want to have sex with you or not, or whether they're going to or not. It's still a literal force. And the sooner you learn how to harness your sex appeal, how to enhance it, and how to use it to your advantage, I really believe that it will help you make connections, get jobs, attract money to you. Like I believe it's all tied into that. And that's what I'm going to be teaching in the coming weeks. So I'm really excited for this transition, guys. Like I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope that you feel free to let me know any of your experiences, any questions you have, anything that you want me to cover more. I am here for you. Let's do it. But I did ask you guys to submit your bad sex stories for this one. Um, I feel like I should share my own, but I did that in body count on bad hookup story. The first response is my mom caught me having sex in a car in front of our house. Dude, I would literally die. I would literally, there'd be no way for me to come back from this. I'm pretty sure my parents would have like disowned me for a year if they found that like holy fucking shit that's crazy another response was one time i had sex with a man and he said oh my oh my (laughs) in bed he also didn't tell me he was a virgin dude i feel like not telling someone you're a virgin is like 
no, that's not okay. Like we can't be out here doing that, tricking people into taking your virginity. The way I would never want to do that to someone, like absolutely not. Another response was I was with my high school boyfriend for almost 10 years. The first eight, I never came and it was always over in minutes. Girls, this is what I'm fucking talking about. And I can't even say that my experience was different. I didn't come until like last year. Okay, maybe two years ago, probably two years ago now. But I just like didn't really care that I wasn't coming. Like I didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, I'm still having fun. It's still like fine. Like, no, that's unacceptable. It's crazy to me how long I went like not coming. And I was like, no. Like what? That response continues. She says, most of the time while he was cleaning up in the bathroom, I would masturbate and try to hide it or finish before he came back, which is like so sad. Do you see what I mean? Like, I feel like so many of us for so many years, we're so comfortable just giving everything to men and like having them have fun. And then we're like, okay, I got to take care of myself now. Like, no, we're not doing that anymore. She says, funny enough, after he cheated on me a few times, we took a break and tried again. And it was only then that he actually focused on my needs, but I had also learned to communicate my needs and be vocal about it. See, here's my thing. If you're with men, who are selfish they aren't going to automatically put your needs first and you are going to have to ask for things and if you're not comfortable asking for things or the person you're with makes you feel weird about asking for things don't sleep with them again they're literally not worth your time she continues to say i think for us it was a lack of experience and knowledge because we met so young and we didn't have a full understanding of sex this is really fair i think my first boyfriend the one that i like lost my virginity to i didn't really have a very good understanding of sex and neither did he my sex drive was way higher than his and ultimately it just kind of made me feel un wanted and the physical was really lacking in our relationship and that's literally why I broke up with him there's nothing wrong with leaving a relationship that you just don't feel satisfied in because they can't express the love to you that you want to feel but she also says if I could give myself any advice other than leaving that toxic relationship it would be to ask more questions and find podcasts or outlets like yours that talk about sex openly and realistically first of all thank you so much I love that but it's so true I think we should be so much more comfortable asking these kind of questions and not normalizing that we're not having fun or not coming or not getting pleasure when we're sleeping with men. Like that shouldn't be something that's normal and just accepted. That should be something that we talk about. But I really want good girl to be a place where we do all of that and I want to make sex a very normal conversation but beyond just like having it and what you're doing and what you're trying I want you guys to understand that it is a real experience that you deserve to be having fun in the entire time and if you feel any type of way about asking for things or you're nervous about something new that you want to try I can do more episodes on that because ultimately it comes from confidence like when you're confident in yourself you know what you like and you know what you deserve you're not going to have a problem asking and receiving what you ask for i'm so grateful for all of you who listen every single week and dm me on instagram it's been so much fun to connect with all of you and i'm so excited to continue doing that i have a lot of exciting episodes planned on seduction and sex and yeah it's just going to be really fun so i can't wait that wraps this episode thank you so much for joining i love you guys so much as always you can find me at good girl pod on tiktok instagram and twitter Instagram. I love you guys so much and I'll see you next Thursday. Love you. Bye.